This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you supporting us at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Time to get geeky, get awesome. Oh, my graphics went away. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron <laughs> the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'll fix those in a moment, but we're we had to we had to reboot something real quick and everything went away. So, but that's okay. That's okay. Hey, look, there's a show number. This is episode 618 of the Awesome Cast. Please hashtag it, hashtag AC618. If you're hitting us up on the social medias, I want to talk about anything happening on the show. But while I'm fixing this bit, let's go to uh, <laughs> let's, let's go to Studio Studio C in the Big D of Dormont, Pennsylvania, with John Chachilla back on the show. How you doing, sir? Pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think I was what two weeks two weeks out. Now I'm yeah, back you for did. You had at like least a two weeks. You had a surprise week, didn't you? That you yeah. had to roll out there. Excuse me, while the numbers floating over your face here. Uh, we'll we'll take care it. of that a moment ago. Yes, I had a I had a I had to reset the switcher. And do you want me to do more with that? You want me to follow your finger here? Go, you do that again. Put your finger <laughs> I, up. I, I wanted oh, it to like, like that. There you go. And then, there and you go. The <laughs> you threw it out. No, that's not how that works. See, this is what uh, this is what Hololens is going to look like in uh, how many years? Uh, <laughs> So, and our next guest, it is, I can't, I don't even know when he was on last. I think we were still in the basements before we, we had Sorgatron Media Studios here on Broadway, but uh, straight from Philadelphia, but they're celebrating over there, aren't they? I think something important happened in the sports ball. Uh, <laughs> well, well, they're both celebrating and they're crying. Oh um, no. Oh no. Yeah, so we were supposed to win the World Series. And we made it to, I think it was a game five or six. And oh, then I didn't know. I didn't know it switched up. Wal Ribeiro was no, with us, back with us. Musicians extraordinaire. And they put up a great fight. <laughs> then I'm sorry for your loss. That's okay. We, we're not doing too good with the sports ball here in this town either. So right now. <laughs> oh, uh, and I want to try and grab the number and throw it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Give me a second. Give me a second. Wait, wait. Try it again. Try it again. Ready? And whoa. now that we... God, people are going to want to do this every week now. People are going to want to do this every week now. You're, you're not letting them catch it. Do me, do me a favor. Don't <laughs> tell the wrestling show people that we do this because it's just going to be it's going to be bad when I have like the wrestlers wanting to do wild stuff with the graphics. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. This would be like our little secret. Yes, yes. Um, I, I, I'm excited to talk about your new project. Last time I think you were on, you were doing orchestral covers of like video games and theme songs and stuff. I still have several on my phone. <laughs> yeah. So what I was doing is the actual tagline was guilty was guilty pop pleasures arranged for orchestra. Yes. So yes. I took yes. a lot of these big tunes, theme songs, pop songs, whatever, uh, and I arranged it for a full like 80 piece orchestra and then i you know brought them to life and sold them and sheet music and traveled and talked about it and uh yeah it was it was very awesome. cool so then in 2015 uh i i started trying to do something new 
of trying to grow my orchestra organically from the ground up using real musicians. So, That's awesome. Well, I want to talk about that and how you're using yeah. Patreon. And you, I mean, you've always done some cool things. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, like fr from the beginning, you know, you were always doing cool stuff with music on the internet. But we'll talk more about that here later in the show. In the meantime, please go check out everything at awesomecast.com. Uh, you can hit us at awesomecast at sorgatronmedia.com if you got anything you want to talk to us about the show, any any comments about things we have talked about on the show. Also, hit us at awesomecast on the Twitter, um, hit us on the Facebook uh, page and group. Uh, we also have a Discord and Reddit if you want to have some conversation over there. But a lot of the stories do end up in the Facebook group throughout the week that we do use to build uh, our document for the for the week uh, which we'll, won't get into even half of these I think we have on this um, and also please subscribe and rate us on it on your favorite podcast player and follow us on all of the social medias awesome has is in a lot of places and thanks to Dave Potter we're getting a lot of uh, clips of the videos out to get to more people and help grow the awesome audience and of course we're live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on the awesome cast Facebook page as well as our YouTube page if I will turn it on and uh, over on the Sorgatron media Twitch page uh, and you can join us in the chat room for all that stuff we usually have a few people with us over on those platforms and I'll pull that chat up too I'm so distracted today apparently uh, <laughs> that graphic play was part of it uh, but anyways and also thanks to our friends at postindustrial.com that have been helping share the show I had a great conversation with Kim over there uh, the other day very excited about the, some stuff they're working on and uh, of course uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash awesomecast our friends at the uh, executive producer level Brian Crawford of pghmuseums.org at the coffee club level our friends Matt Weller John John Carmen, Cynthia Klosky, and Mac Taggart. I'm sorry, Scott Scott McTaggart. Wow, and Mike Pound. I'm going to drink some more coffee here. And at the fan show level, Michael Fedor, Professor Buzzkill, and Dave Potter. You guys can support the show too. Get some extra stuff whenever the recording works. Uh, we tried doing some Patreon before the show, and then realized the audio wasn't working so, because we just booted everything up. Um, but when that works, we'll get it to you over at Patreon.com/slash/AwesomeCast. And uh, so let's get into our awesome things of the week. Uh, oh, oh man! I, okay, let me. Let, I'm just gonna go down the line here on the on the page. First of all, I was excited about this. I did, guys. I did boot up Flight Simulator on my Xbox for the first time ever. Because every time I went to play it, I had to download more stuff for it to work. <laughs> so finally, I got into it, um, and I was excited. And then I downloaded the Top Gun thing because. And haven't gone back to it. Um, I, I took off from the Pittsburgh airport, flew down to Pittsburgh, and then crashed in a tree here in Beachview. Uh, so that was my experience on Flight Simulator. Um, you'd think for all the projects I do for Arrow, I would do a little better at that. But I was excited for the 40-year anniversary. I recall Flight Simulator. I remember my uncle uh, uh, who, who, who flies um, gliders. Like you get basically you get towed up in this plane looking thing without an engine and and he glides. Right. He's taking my grandfather up in it and everything. So he has he had like one of the original flight simulators and brought it for like Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. like that. And of course, there's a lot of crashing into, you know, eight bit looking trees back in the day. So I was really excited to see that as part of the 40 year uh, anniversary of flight simulator, they were including. Let me make sure this is on the right thing. Um, you can actually play the original Flight Simulator in Flight Simulator on the dash of a specific plane. The AX, the ASXGS will load the original old school Microsoft Flight Simulator from the early 80s on the plane in the game. Some meta stuff right there. How long before they get Doom in that? I mean... <laughs> 
I bet on the PC version you can do it already, right? I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, like, you know, like somebody's like, okay, all right, how are we? Somebody's working on it right now. They got hold my beer. Hold my beer. Let me put Doom on that plane. You know, and then is Doom on the actual plane? Can you make it run on there? <laughs> you know, but again, who has access to a Diamond DA62? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the number I was reading on the screenshot was before. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for a super, for a super meta version where you jump on the plane, um, and then inside that plane console, you can play another game of the flight simulator inside of that console. And then you can (laughs) go inside that plane and go inside the console and just, it's just like endless meta loop where it's just five planes in. It's the shirt that is like the person wearing the shirt, wearing the shirt, wearing the shirt, wearing the shirt <laughs> yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. 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 Flight simulator inception. <laughs> yeah. Flight, flight simulator inception. I'm just making up words now. Um, that's awesome. Chilla, speaking of Microsoft, I see it's that time of year again. Yes. They have launched their ugly sweater for the year. I'm, I didn't even look because I'm sure it's already sold out. Usually these things are sold out in like minutes. Um, we've seen them do Minesweeper. We've seen them do Windows XP. This year's ugly Microsoft sweater is Clippy. Oh! Look at it. It says happy holidays and there's an OK button underneath it. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's oh, okay. amazing. And I think if I remember correctly, they, they did so well last year that they ended up opening back orders, but like you weren't going to get them till like February. So mm. at that point in time, like, is it really worth it? You're set for the next, the next year And the back is look, there's a, there's a, hold on, on the, on the back of it, there's a roller on the back and <laughs> just, was it just stacks of paper or something? Was that oh, was that like the old graphic on the old school uh, Word? Was like kind of flipping paper as you were loading and saving? Am, am I remembering that appropriately? I'm not sure. I remember the the ruler used to be like above, like it let you set your tab indents and stuff. How how do I get the job of being the Microsoft designer <laughs> for the for the ugly sweater? That's the job that I want. That's a very good question. Probably a side thing here. Um, and, uh, this and, he- and medium medium, and large are already sold out. Of course they are. Oh, okay. I might be able to swing that then. Um, and it also says it will donate. Um, it, it's usually... Uh, they, they, they okay. So usually they do they kind of do some stuff with charity, but for th- this year they say they're also going to donate hundred thousand dollars to the Caller Success Foundation as part of the promotion for this. Jeez. Um, not a sweater with a printed pattern. Oh, so this they really upgraded these things. And there's and it's only only is it only one this year? Because usually we would get a couple. Usually they do have a couple, and this year it looks like it's all clippy. They're only, they're all only clippy. doing one. Why isn't there a flight simulator one? <laughs> this race, you know? That's next year. It's next year, but it's the forty year anniversary this year. They must have figured it out too late. Um, but <laughs> um, need a and they run seventy. Yeah, they're seventy five dollars or seventy four ninety nine. Let's that's just call it. That's 75. a that's a specialized heavy sweater. I don't think that's I don't think that's out of the question as long as it comes before February. <laughs> so. Right now, right now, estimated arrival dates are November twenty first through November twenty fifth. <gasps> oh, tempted! So tempted! So very. Tempted. I did. I did get the Spider Man. Fox Lunch did a special last year. They had a Spider Man Funko Pop. Mm-hmm christmas sweater 
um, I picked that up. So I'll be wearing that again this year. Nice. Maybe, maybe I need to get a couple oddball geeky sweaters so I can rotate them. Because <laughs> I'm just going to keep wearing the Spider-Man one. Well, I mean, that's, that's not bad. All right. Well, you get, what is your awesome thing of the week? So mine is that Apple bought a company called Primephonic. This is like yeah, maybe like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And they're now getting ready to launch their own classical music category kind of side business. Uh, one, one of the complaints is like, I mean, without going too far into the whole like rabbit hole, but one of the complaints is that if you want to search for a specific recording of, let's say, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, you, there are thousands of that one song recording. And so it's been a constant struggle of trying to kind of categorize, I guess, like the classical recording world. So Apple's trying to, not trying, but, but, they're, but they're launching this classical music kind of company side business um, after the, their acquisition of, of Prime Phonics. So hopefully they come out with, with, with some solutions for this common problem in the orchestra world. Um, but, but yeah, there's that, that's, that's a, a, a whole nother conversation because classical is actually the time period and not so much the ensemble. Like you have mm-hmm. like Baroque and Renaissance and classical. And so, uh, calling classical music classical is actually incorrect because, you know, uh, it, it's kind of a catch all phrase. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they, they come up with some solutions for that. So I think that's pretty awesome. And so that's my awesome thing of the week. And uh, so is this is this um, this classical session as I'm seeing now in Apple Music on here is is yes, that correct. with the new the new situation then? Yeah, mm. uh, I think so. Now I I also know that Amazon has their own uh, classical music recording too, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how this is different than what Amazon's solution is. I so I I, 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 I look more into this. I listen to a lot of it because um, one thing I do whenever I leave the house, I always feel bad about leaving my dog by himself with like nothing, you know. So I ask the the uh, Echo to play. Uh, music for my dog and it's always classical music for pets apparently they have a special channel on there <laughs> so okay. so that, right. that is our classical music exposure i have, oh, a, I have a very i have a very cultured chihuahua okay <laughs> hopefully there are no dog whistles anyway exactly um i am seeing here so uh, uh listed on this um of note is i see the beethoven for three symphony six um uh listed here and uh, there's a spatial audio with uh, sp- spatial, sorry, spatial audio with uh, Dolby Atmos listed here. Not that I have any device that can do that, uh, but um, no, that seems pretty cool. So, so, yeah. the, so, what are the advantages here? Like, so, is it just because of like the collection, or like, are they are they re-recording the music for for better quality, or you know, like the, the like the, the Dolby Atmos kind of situation? Okay, you, I, now I'm not entirely sure i've looked into this too myself so i'm guilty of it mm-hmm. but i think it's it's what you're saying uh in the latter point is the idea that i'm not sure but i think that that they're re-recording at least that's what from my understanding that's what amazon did mm-hmm. is because it's all public do- public domain right so why not just kind of own that category outright and just have like your own like amazon classical studios so I'm not sure if it's that solution or if it's something more different. Um, I know that Apple usually thinks of things a little bit differently, so we'll you know we'll see. <laughs> and uh, this the, and even the article I I brought up is from um, um, back in September, and they were they were finding they were finding clues of this along with like somebody was looking at the 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 code apparently in Apple Music about the categories and everything like that. So 
so when they were building into it so interesting are they gonna have all the different are they gonna have like all the different versions or there's gonna be just like one remastered recording well that's the problem is that when you search one version there's literally 700 versions of that one Mm -hmm. song Mm -hmm. it would be like you search like lady gaga poker face and it's just just i mean just just imagine like a thousand not cover songs you just imagine like a like a thousand just ver- like you know just recordings of it it this, it, 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 it just sounds this it, is a this is a problem i hear about with with general like classic like rock music as well um like you know somebody who's like a Leb zeppelin fan i think there's like multiple recordings of a lot of the a lot of the classic tracks over the years on remasters and things like that and and if you say you know hey you know hey you know slow-mo hey whatever uh, whether it be Apple or um, or YouTube or I guess Google, whatever, uh, <laughs> or Amazon, you you don't know which version you're getting. I have a similar problem when I get the edited versions of some music that I like to listen to uh, out of nowhere, and I don't know how to get the other version, right? So it, so this sounds like, I, I think this is a problem across, and I guess especially, obviously especially problematic for the classical music genre. Well, part of the problem is that there's not one truth, right? Like that right, one truth right. being... Because if Beethoven were like were uh, were alive, or if Bach or Mozart were alive, they would be able to release their own version that is the one proprietary truth. They're not alive, so there are now thousands of truths where no one really kind of owns the master copy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how to solve it. Um, my big thing is is you know you always want to not forget the past, but Let's just get new music. I think that's how how you solve this 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 whole this whole thing, is don't worry so much about Beethoven's fifth fifth symphony. Let's get some new music, new ideas, and new audiences mm-hmm. into this kind of genre. Um, and I'm not even sure if you would call it a classical genre. I think you should probably just call it orchestra mm-hmm. genre, because mm-hmm. um, classical is more about the timepiece, um, being you know Mozart or something, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just because something is for an orchestra doesn't mean it's classical. But Absolutely. you know, if if you want to search a movie soundtrack or something, people say, "Oh, that's classical." It's like, well, no, it's not. It's actually, you know, it was written six months ago. <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't written during the classical time during the classical time period. It was, it was played. It was six months ago, and it was played during a uh, Tom Cruise movie. So uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, some of those soundtracks. Uh, you know, you, you know, to me, you know. I think of like I love like Danny Elfman stuff. I like you know you love love uh, 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 John Williams stuff, right? Because that's all the stuff you kind of you think about over the years. What I clicked it. There we go. Um, so like like who who doesn't want to just listen to the Star Wars theme? Like that falls in that too, right? So excellent. Well, good to see they're 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 making some efforts there. Uh, so and I have no transition. <laughs> um cool hey well hey i want to talk more about music with you but in the meantime uh let's give a shout out to our friends down at slice on broadway uh well that's the only reason why we got to get you in the studio so you can check out some of some of the good eats around here new york city style yin's bait right up the street here now five locations we have to update the graphic uh here in the greater pittsburgh area thank you to those guys for supporting the show feeding when we have guests here with one last thing to worry about if you're doing a seven o'clock show with us or um, i guess now the 10 o'clock show with our uh Midnight snack with the uh, mayhem show later later tonight. So, um, but no, go check out our friends sliceonbroadway.com. Thanks to them for supporting the awesome cast. Well, you, I, been, yeah, go ahead. Look, I have so many questions. 
is Yinzer like a Pittsburgh thing? Because there's like Yinzer parties, and this is called Yinzer. <laughs> Uh, yes. Like the whole thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's kind of our regional. Uh, I mean, you 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 got to use guy stuff out there, right? And cheesecakes. We got permani sandwiches and yins. This is our thing. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm I'm learning more. This is good. Uh, yins, so, yins is like the Pittsburgh equivalent okay. of, of of like y'all. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like yins yins want to go to the mall. Or Yin's want to want to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm understanding it now. Okay, <laughs> that, that actually, I had no idea. In all the years I went to Pittsburgh, I've never made that connection. No one's ever explained it to me like that. So, okay, it's good. Well, but then, but then, because we have, we say like we have a bunch of other slang, mm-hmm. like baloney's jumbo. See, I don't even know um, all that stuff. What's that? I don't even know. Like, I didn't know baloney's jumbo. Yeah, I know. Like my mom does the like I, I my mom and her side of the family. The jumbo sandwich. It, it was always a big big injury. I hear Mount Washington. You, did you wash your clothes? You know, like that kind of stuff. Um, so like that that's my exposure. But they're from like do like gum band. Do you ever say like do you yinzers want to go out? Like is it ever like <laughs> you no yinzers? Yinzers are nah. the people. Yins is the is the is the pronoun. Okay. I think I got that right. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yes. Um, yeah, you know, we have, uh, what, what's the other one I was thinking? Jagoff. Jagoff is the other big one. Um, Jagoff. Um, um, we say gum band a lot instead of rubber band. Mm-hmm. Coffee. Um, what's it? I guess Doug, a lot of people don't say coffee mug. Is that right? What? It's coffee what? cup. That's a big thing. Is it? That's important. I, I thought so. If you've ever seen like one of those Yinzer t-shirts, mm. um, probably Yinzer Commonwealth has them. T-shirt. <laughs> and this is your awesome thing of the week. Oh, here, there's actually Yinzylvania. <laughs> um, do it like we say in that. Like if we say in that a lot. Party. Um. They had that. They, they would always have the the shirts that had like all the different sayings on it. Danton, um, Pittsburghies, chipped ham. <laughs> this is this is an interesting discovery. Well, while we're, while he's doing his research on our on our terminology, we'll quiz you later. Uh, well, what are you look? What are you doing on Patreon right now? So what I'm doing is just so people have some sort of context here mm-hmm. is that I've known Sorg since probably 2006 or seven. You're, uh, you're probably yes. one of the first people that I've met on the internet, mm-hmm. or I guess like in real life from the internet. Yes. Um, so he, so he knew me back when I, I, I were, when I, when I taught music lessons on YouTube. And so now I've progressed that to kind of starting my own orchestra, which then brings me to my Patreon. So at, at my Patreon, what I'm trying to do and what I'm going to do right? Cause you got to put it into like, you know, like that, this is going to happen. Um, <laughs> is, is I'm growing a 52 piece orchestra. I'm going to start with four musicians and I'm, and I'm going to add one musician for every $200 in donations until we get to 52 musicians. And so we're currently at five. We're going to be six very soon. And we're going to go on that journey to 10, 15, 20 until we get to 52. And so there's going to be flutes and oboes and violins and cellos and vibraphones and drums and 
whole bunch of stuff. And uh, that's basically what we're doing. So we're starting with a string quartet. That's two violins, a viola, and a cello. And we're going into a full 52-piece orchestra. That's awesome. And, and you you have experience with Patreon over the years. I know you've done a few, uh, at least a couple of different projects on there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm actually the Patreon forward slash Walt. Like I, I was like <laughs> one of the first ones to join uh, the platform. So yeah, this is back in like 2000 and I think 12, 13. I was one of the first people to join. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've I I've tried other Patreons. I tried growing in opera. I tried doing some like animation stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm fully focused on this orchestra one. So you know, this this forward slash Walt, uh, based on what I know from my experiences uh, of growing so, so, uh, something like this, mm-hmm. you know, we'll 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 see how it goes. I feel I feel pretty good about it. But I- yeah. Oh, and I think the first thing when 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 I discovered you was you were doing guitar lessons online, right? Like like proto like what was this YouTube at the time? Like like a decade or so ago. Oh, this is yeah, this is more than a decade. It's probably <laughs> fifteen years ago. But yeah, like two thousand and six or so, mm-hmm. seven. Uh, I was teaching music lessons on the internet, and uh, I was on UStream TV, and I was on YouTube Ustream. and blog.tv. Oh and you have <laughs> Yeah, you had Stickam, <laughs> you had, uh, what was it? You had 12 Seconds, you had Vine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there were so many different platforms. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I tended to like kind of like, dominate like the YouTube space. Mm-hmm. If you search for music lessons uh, on YouTube, I was probably the first search result. And in many cases, I still am. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I started with music lessons on the internet. And that's kind of like what taught me how to like do a lot of this like audience development. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was, I remember that was that was your big session, which is still because there's still a podcast Pittsburgh, um, uh, YouTube out there with a lot of the sessions, and I believe yours is still on there. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit like because you were talking about that, and again, and, and getting sponsorships at the time too, because that was like I felt like you were one of the early ones that was was pulling that off on these platforms. Yeah, I pulled off a successful uh, just but so the answer is yes, but also people have to put into context how weird it was yes. to do what you and I were doing in 2006. Yes. To have a video of any kind, just just video was odd because mm-hmm. people were still afraid to upload a picture on the Facebook because mm-hmm. it was seen as like being like too, you know, like an invasion of privacy kind of thing. And so the idea of like a video show every day uh, or a podcast or speaking on a panel at PodCamp or something look at this. was just seems like a very like odd thing. Um, but yeah, so the look, idea look, of- Look at this. Look at this yeah. young- <laughs> This email address still, I think, works too. So, you know, I, I, I got to check it. Um, <laughs> like 5,000, you know, backlog of like an inbox that I, I got to check out. Um but yeah, so that video is called How to Read Music. Mm-hmm. If you Google How to Read Music on the first, or maybe the second or third search result on everything. Um, so, but the idea is like, yeah, like it was just the idea of teaching a music lesson. Like there's like my dirty room in, in the back and everything. It just, <laughs> it, it was so guerrilla warfare, right? I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was so just, I mean, fire up a camera, get going. You weren't thinking about, 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 about lighting or production values or any of that stuff. It was just you with like a zoom camera, not 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 a zoom camera. Flip, uh, flip a flip a flip cam. Oh, okay. flip cams! Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, my God. Well, by the way, when, what was cam. the there was the, the flip? Was it what was the one? 
that was it the flip cam that had the USB that sprung out of the side? <laughs> yeah. Or was that- yep. Yeah. Yep. And so flip cam, I think got bought out mm-hmm. for like 200 million bucks. By Cisco, by, by Cisco, I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. And then they didn't do anything with it. They, they just kind of like, like, okay, it didn't work out. Oh, well, it's like, okay, well, I, I would love $200 million, but <laughs> um, yeah, but just, just the whole idea, like, and you, like, you didn't have phones in your pocket. So for you to stream um, a music lesson while you're at a conference, because you got flown out to go speak on, on a panel somewhere, you had to carry your own like IEEE card, like basically like like a Wi-Fi car that you would have to rent from like Verizon for like, for like 120 bucks a month. And then you, you would have like, you would plug it in, into your laptop, which was a netbook, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, like at the time, then you had to wear like, like, like a backpack with a battery pack in it just to keep everything kind of going and running. So it was very, um, it was, it, it was a bizarre time. So that's what I did for seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. It was great. But yes, I was one of the first ones to get sponsors. Oh man, that's great. Uh, like that, that's amazing. And, and I, I love seeing the projects come up because it's always like, there's always like something to hook it. Cause I want to see like this build or like this, you know, we were talking about like how many people can you fit, like maybe in your living room before it becomes a problem. Right. <laughs> and where are you going to put all these people as they build? Yeah. So I measured it. I think I'm at 17 people mm-hmm. where I, I, I would be comfortable, but you gotta think about the logistics of something like that. Not even just the noise. I mean, just 17 people breathing. So mm-hmm, you have mm-hmm. you have like air conditioning and ventilation, and you have, you know, even just the protection of the cellos that that they're playing with and these expensive violins that they're playing that you can't get them scratched because because you want to pack them in like sardines. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of kind of like planning that's going involved here on like should I do it in my living room? Should I not do it in my living room? What are the acoustics? What's the parking situation like? Why not just record at a warehouse or in a basement or rent a storage unit, like you were saying? There, there are a million different ways to do it. The way that I felt the most comfortable is I want to live five feet away from where we're, we are recording, just so I can make this thing work out and not have to drive back and forth and just really kind of like nurture it and have it grow correctly. I want the light to be here. I, I need the camera to be here. Um, you know, I maybe a better idea for the seating arrangement for me. I just want to, to try this out right here in my living room. And then if that works, then we can go to a bigger location. But so that's kind of like what decided for me, it's maybe not the best situation, but for me, it felt like, uh, the best decision in my situation right now. Do you mind me showing a couple of these pictures from the Patreon that, 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 in here? Cause I see that like, there's a little bit of like the light setup in your living room you're working on. It looks like yeah. back, back earlier here in November. Uh, so I'm loving this. So like you're actually like dra- <laughs> looks like you're actually like piping draping your, your living room to to make it look, uh, you know, you got black drape and these kind of cool like I want almost call them lightsabers you got going on there. It looks like you're holding a lightsaber for real, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, so here, I mean, if you want, uh, I actually just posted it today. Uh, more pictures are on my like Instagram, mm-hmm. which shows even more stuff. It's just forward slash my name. Uh, Walt Ribeiro. This is I how early, this is how proto-internet social media this guy was. You got your first name. You know, that's like if I had a slash mic, which probably would have still been impossible in 2005. Well, but <laughs> you know what? I had the forward slash Walt Twitter handle because mm-hmm. I was like like the first one on the whole site. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I gave it away because I said, well, Walt's not my, not my, um, 
it, it, Walt is not my brand. Mm-hmm. My brand is Walt Ribeiro. And then I gave it away, and now I, I'm very upset about it because it's the biggest network in the whole space. So At least for the next couple of days. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like that, that they're going to be okay. They're gonna, my theory is that, is that they're going to file cha- uh, Chapter 11 or maybe 7, uh, seven Bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to go through the motions, mm-hmm. and then they're going to come out fires ablazing. I think uh, that that's just my theory. I'm not I'm not crazy about bankruptcy claims, no. but um, you know. Oh I mean, wow, this is yeah, so that's this awesome. Is the <laughs> so I found the pictures here on your uh, on your uh, Instagram, yeah. and that is really cool. You have like the coolest like living room ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's big. I mean, it looks. Uh, I mean, it's cool. So. There's a lot that needs to be fixed there. I got to fix the ceiling. Not fixed. Not, I'm not fixing anything. But uh, this is a time lapse of me um, actually building it from scratch. Mm-hmm. So that's everything. That's, that's me great. just conducting, you know, showing my. So, um, but yeah, like that's like, like that's like that's that's what I'm doing. That's great. I, I love it. Like even after all these years, you're still very. Um... You're still very, uh, 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 you know, somebody, co- somebody walked in the old studio when we were in the basement and said, this is a maker space. You know, I'm just like, I don't know. This is where we do stuff, you know? <laughs> um, but that's awesome. Like, what you, you, you're talking to, how do I not follow you on here? We're fixing that right now. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm catching up with all your social medias, apparently. Uh, so <laughs> Listen, I have only been doing Instagram for probably the past, like, seven or eight months. So I'm still trying uh, to figure that's it out. That's why I missed you. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's very gorilla. I'm loving that. I'm loving the spirit of this thing. And, and the build is going to be, I mean, I I think that's a great story. You know, I love the idea of, you know, like usually when I see, you know, Patreons and Kickstarters as an ongoing thing, I, I've never really dived too much into like these kind of project things like this. Right. Um, like it's usually like, you know, something episodic or, 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 or something or a web comic or something like that. Something that's going to come out every month, week, you know, or, or build to a thing. Um, you know, this, this feels very like more Kickstartery, I guess is one way to think about it, but I guess you, it's, it's ongoing. It's like, it doesn't have an end to it. Right. Until you get the 52 people and then you're just going to make stuff at that point. Right. Right. Well, okay. So that's the idea. So the answer is, yeah. Like once you get to 52, it doesn't end at that point. You're now a conductor of a 52 piece orchestra. Like you're just getting started. Right. Like, I mean, like, like at that point, that to me is when the Patreon starts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's it. So, um, but in the past I was doing it backwards where I was doing like MIDI orchestrations starting in theory with like 80 musicians and then trying to grow a real orchestra that way. Mm -hmm. Um, doing it this way, I feel like is the organic way of doing it. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like you kind of touched upon it, the idea of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And so it's a different way of like telling a story, not through the music, but through the project. Like in theory, what I'm trying to build is the visual that in the thumbnails you'll see in week one, like that Walt has four musicians and then you look at the thumbnail six months later, and then you're like, wait a minute, there's 18 people in these in, in this picture. Like, what happened? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of see this story of like, then the next week it's it's 19, then 20. And then you're like, oh my gosh, this is I, I gotta get in this. This is this is like the coolest project that, that I've ever seen. At least that's how I envision it. I think it's the coolest project ever, but otherwise I, I, I wouldn't be doing it. That's awesome. Um, is it what are you looking at? You know, what what kind of 
like, is this going to be original music? Is this going to be, re, you know, newly arranged music? Because I know you do a lot of kind of arrangements and things like that. Like, like what kind of what kind of stuff are we looking to produce with this? I would say it's going to be 80, 20. Uh, it's going to be 80 percent originals, 20 percent covers. And only because the covers do when I do a cover song, it, it does turn out very, very well. I'm good at doing that. Uh, it does get people excited, but I think my original music gets them excited too. Now in terms of the business model, it makes, for me, I think it makes more financial sense to do originals than to do covers. Because with originals, you have more financial opportunities. You can sell the sheet music, you can sell the sync licensing for film and TV and video games. You, you can sell a, a bunch of different stuff. Um, you know, you can do remix contests with your community. All these things are taken away from you when, when you're not the, the, uh, the, the owner of the copyright. So at some point, I'm going to just slowly just cut off doing cover songs and then um, stop doing that as a market employee or as a financial vehicle. Because I think that, that the real financial uh, like vehicle here is to be doing originals. Plus, I think the world needs new original orchestral music anyway. So it's, it's more exciting for me to, to make something you know, in this world as a blank canvas and then get it out. Well, if, if, if you need a trombonist, I can, uh, I can warm up my old chops from high school. And, uh, if you need a marimba, my mother is available <laughs> and she is still actively playing by the way. So <laughs> get you and the other Yinzers over here. That's <laughs> right. That's right. I mean, we're just a turnpike away. That's nothing. Uh, and I'm getting very used to the drive. Trust me. Uh, I'm very familiar with that turnpike for, for lately. Um, no, this is this is really cool. I, I've 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 chipped my buck in. I might even raise my thing to a fiver here because I, I want to make I want to help out. Uh, By the way, I saw that you didn't you you didn't have to do that, man. Well, dude, I, the, 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 if I knew about it, I was if, if I was aware of it, I would have done it earlier. Let's oh, put it that man. way, man. I was like I was on your old one, I think, too, right? So, um, come on, man. You no, know, when friends is a show or trying to do something cool, and you know, if it's it's, it's, it's you know, it's it's easy. I was like, I'm gonna throw a buck. I get at least a buck, at least chip in something, you know, even if it's the uh, the the first dollar in the tip jar. I'm gonna be doing that. That's that's just oh, how we yes. roll around here. So, yeah, you know, but cool. Well, dude, thanks, man. Uh, I, I did I did try. Uh, an unsuccessful Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. It was with Amanda Palmer of the Dresden Dolls. And, uh, you know, it, it, I've tried a bunch of different, different stuff that hasn't worked out, has worked out. But you keep and, trying. That's so the I important thing, right? You learn from it, right? And you, and you move on to the next one. I, had, I think we all have failed Kickstarters. I was like, okay, we know not to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, how do we apply this to the next project, right? You know, or say to people, don't do the thing I did. <laughs> So, um, but no, that's all right. Um, so, so check that out. That is, uh, what's the Patreon address again? Uh, it is patreon.com forward slash Walt. Just, just W A L T like Walt Disney or Walt. Cause Disney. he's locked it all down. Take that Disney. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, well here, let's stick around. Uh, we got a few minutes for a couple other stories I'd like to hit on and, uh, and, uh, you know, get some opinions on there. Let me see what, since we have like any other musical kind of stuff on here, because <laughs> I don't really, I just left that on this. Um, so, Chilla, what what's uh, going on in the uh, rundown that you want to hit on today? So, uh, PlayStation started their pre-orders today mm -hmm. for the PSVR two. Mm. So, for five about five hundred bucks, you can pre-order the ps2 
or the PSVR2. I, that does not roll it's, right off the top. They are not doing great with branding this generation. <laughs> yeah. um, the resolution is like astronomically higher. Um, 2000 by 2040 per eye mm-hmm. um, in OLED HDR. If you compare that to the old 960 by 1080 um, old RGB OLED. Um, huge, huge jump. The thing that bummed me out about it, though, they're not doing backwards compatibility. Um, the one thing I will say, you know, I was hoping they were going to bring some some of their games forward. Uh, Star Wars the, the Squadrons game was pretty pretty good. It was cool to be able to turn around and, and see R2 in the old back of the X-Wing. Um, but they're coming out with their own new set of games priced anywhere between it's $29.99 and $59.99. Um, obviously, the device comes in a little bit above like an Oculus Quest 2. Obviously, much lower than the Oculus Quest. What are they, what are they calling their new one? The Pro or whatever it is. Um, I was always impressed with PlayStation's... Um, you, never, you never had to worry about charging it. You know, yeah, there was a wire, but the wire was super long. I'm interested to see how people maybe even integrate this with the computer now that it's much higher quality. Um, hmm? Did we lose you? Oh, well, he paused. So Uh-oh. what do you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, well, so, so I have my thoughts about the whole naming thing. Like that mm-hmm. reminds me of like when the Nintendo DS came out, and then the new one came out, and then it was called the Nintendo DS New, and then it was like Nintendo DS New, 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 and then XL, new, 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 XL, you know, and minis like, and everything like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, this actually looks pretty cool. One of the things that I'm concerned about isn't so much about the PSVR two with the resolution, which is what John John was saying. My concern is the frame rate. Like, mm-hmm. it needs to be high. It's got to mm-hmm. be 120 or like 90. I mean, it's got to be so photorealistic so you feel like that you're there mm-hmm. um you know that's at least what i'm hoping for and, and, and also well and shift. also the tracking needs to be well enough that you're not going to vomit uh is <laughs> the biggest thing yeah, yeah. cuz the first one i i played it with the first one uh, my buddy chachi had a, had uh the original and he sold it off like a little bit ago um so he really didn't even hold on to it for that long but it was just like everything and then that's the thing this is a big thing with all the meta and everything too it's like what is what's the killer app like who i i I, what is anybody raving about on these headsets that makes you want to drop 600 bucks for something like this or more right well what makes you want to be a developer spending 12 months trying to build the app i mean forget the people Uh, buying it right right where's this whole ecosystem going to get built from if no one's building and no one's buying yeah, because I mean, we know, like you know, here in the area, we know like Shell Games here in Pittsburgh. Um, they do a few games for for Oculus. Um, the uh, the I expect you to die. I think is one of the games, and we we played a bit of that. Um, but they also are making other games, so it's not like they're hundred percent thing. I, I really, I feel like anybody that's working on games for a VR are really kind of doing R and D right now, right? They're not making something that they they imagine to be like a million seller that'll you know really kind of make the studio or anything like that. But they're they're doing the research now to figure out what works and what people like and you know and everything, so that when ideally when this does come out, you know that you'll 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 know where to do it. I mean, we've done the same thing with we've picked up three sixty cameras, we've picked up you know you know devices like that 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 you know we're like okay let, let, how do we work in this space in case it catches on 
it didn't. But, you know, if it ever does down the line, like, okay, we have a little bit of experience with it. We did some cool stuff with, with Scarehouse. We did, we did some, some stuff here and there. Um, you know, some photos, you know, 360 photos and things like that. That's not even a thing on Facebook, I feel, anymore when they were really pushing that for, for the time being. So, um, Three, 360, top, 360 in anything is tough. Like mm-hmm. 360 TVs and 360 movies and just that whole thing. It's not, not that it's a gimmick, but it's so tough to have that barrier to entry yep. where people are going, to, are going to buy into it. I mean, even I, as technical, as technological as I am, and I'm, I'm usually like first mover advantage on a lot of these things. I just can't get into it. You know, mm-hmm. um, how do you get to that it, point it's, that it's, it's mobile and accessible? Right. And we're, we're, we're not near that. Like it needs to get to the point where literally like it's in my glasses, you know, and, and it, and it comes down and it's like, okay, here it is. You know, um, I mean, what what was the biggest what was the what was the biggest innovation in technology over the last twenty years? Is, is these iPhones? You know, is the phones like everything is portable? The screen got smaller and higher quality for me to take with me and and watch on the plane. The camera is a high quality camera that I can stick in my pocket. Uh, it, it's the internet everywhere. It's you know that portability, you know that accessibility, and everybody has one. Like pretty much everybody has one of these. So now you've democratized the internet, democratized uh, uh, watching video. You know, I don't know how many people I talked to is like, oh yeah, my bedroom TV is my iPad, right? Like we don't even get TVs anymore for every room like it used to. Um, you know, so when does VR, AR, 360 meet that threshold? I think we're 10 years minimum away from that. I'm actually more bullish on AR than I am on VR. Oh yeah, That's oh yeah. It's way, I mean, just imagine like playing a game of cards in, mm-hmm. you know, with friends or whatever. It, it, it seems so much more cooler. By the way, really quick, uh, your phone is purple. Is purple like your thing? Is that, is that like your color? Because you said about the purple yep. couch too, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, kind of, kind of my thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, no, purple is, yeah, the purple is my color. So it, it kind of infects a few things. So it was- I'm considering uh, painting my conductor's baton purple as part of like my branding i think purple is the coolest color fantastic it's it's a royal color for one thing uh so um yeah no it's the joker and it's uh no it's always that that was always caught my eye so yeah i kind of i kind of go with it it was more purple before this with my had my uh heavy duty on there <laughs> but uh yeah um oh, oh i got a message from chilla i wonder if his power went i'm out. back oh he's back he's back we, we, for some weird reason, and I almost tethered to my phone, you know, because everyone has one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Chilla. our our internet flipped. I don't know what. Chilla. Chilla. what it must be the snow. Chilla, do you know how many hotspots I have in the studio right now? <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. No, no, no. What, 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 how many hotspots do you think I have in the studio right now? That not counting six. five. Five. Not counting my phone. Then it would be six. Yes. So I, I pay with for way too much internet. <laughs> It's a lot of internet. I'm actually readjusting how I'm paying for my internet right now. I'm in the process of moving rebalancing. devices. I'm rebalancing because I figured out a way that I can. And we'll see if the. I'm going to have a report on the show here once I figure this out. But I need to visit a few, um, a few uh, vendors. <laughs> let's say <laughs> I just had an interesting conversation with AT and T yesterday, uh, and I now have a new Verizon account, by the way. Uh, so now you know, have a conversation with T-Mobile and see what the deal is. Because I got the devices, I'm just not happy with my current provider because um, they're a little finicky on some stuff. Or it, it's it's 
My relationship, relationship status complicated. We'll say that. Uh, so. You've been a long time. You've been a long time AT and T. Oh yeah, no, I have. And AT and T is not the problem. It's the oh. um, the video streaming service that I use because they bundle everything together, and we've been having some problems with them um, mm-hmm. reactivating things and things not working uh, when it comes to the cell technology. So I'm going to take all the modems to their original uh, uh, networks. Because I have accounts with Verizon and AT and T, so we're gonna bundle things that way and see mm-hmm. if that works out better. Because now, do you that, know how? Oh, sorry, God. No, because now that we we understand how these things work, and we do not need to go through these guys, um, we're going to um, we're gonna try to work a little smarter, not harder, on this thing, and hopefully a little smarter on our bank account. Because oh my God, we have a lot of internet. <laughs> so how many? Do you know, from an AT&T perspective, you can have five lines on one plan, right? Consumers can have ten lines on one plan. Business can have unlimited. This is the problem. Okay. This is the problem we're running into. So you can have ten lines, but those are ten like phone lines, because then you can go above that if it's like a watch or a tablet. I'm not aware. I'm honestly, I think I hit my ceiling, and we have to at least two watches on ours. So, and we have, and understand we pay for family phones too. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we're at, God, are we really at 10 devices? Wait a minute. This is math is four, five, six, we're at least at seven. We're definitely at seven. I don't know. We don't have iPads on there anymore. Oh, we might have one actually. That's not ours. Uh, anyways, it's complicated. Chilla, it's all complicated <laughs> and everything. Anyways, uh, where are we at with things? We got five minutes left. One more quick story. How about this? I was really interested in this topic. Uh, the Al Gore story is worth reading too, um, if you get a chance. Um, talking about how they are um, tracking global um, um, emissions to keep polluters honest, but I don't want to get into that one right now. Uh, also, shout out Potter has been using CapCut in the last week. And here's a tip: sign in with Google or something to CapCut, and it'll take away the um, the uh, watermarks. I figured that out today. Um, oh, geez, where did it go? SOS feature. Um, there was one about how using here your phone can determine if a bridge is busted. This is from Wired.com. Line 13. If you're on the dock, guys. Um, so with all the technology in our phones right now and we have it in a cradle and we're using it and it's on and it can detect vibrations of your car and those vibrations change as you're crossing a bridge. So they looked at the Golden Gate Bridge and it's like there's like harmonics that happen, right? And there's something wrong that you can detect that by a sample size of let's say 100 cars go across the Golden Gate Bridge that have this uh app on it right that'll that'll detect they talked about using this in in a manner for oh geez now i need a subscription uh um they they talked about using this in a manner like with uber drivers and things like that and obviously there's going to be different thing like your car may vibrate because your exhaust sucks or something right um but even with that if there was like a major issue with the bridge those harmonics the 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 cross-section of changes in those harmonics would detect how if there was a problem with that. Now, you know, we obviously have some crumbling infrastructure issues. Even in this Wired article, it mentioned the fact that the bridge collapsed here in town in Pittsburgh the day that uh, Joe Biden was coming in for an infrastructure discussion. 
Um, love how that worked out. And, 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 and it's talked about a couple other collapses that I've heard some people. So now you apply that across the board. Let's say, you know, I don't know, it rolls out in your phone. It's uh, often just like we have the COVID exposure thing on our phones now, right? Every time I go to a new state for an extended period, I just signed up for the New Jersey exposure alerts, right? With the uh, health department, uh, the Seattle ones, uh, from when I was apparently exposed at the end of the month. Um, so imagine you have, um, everybody's phone or at least a good number of everybody's phone crossing how many bridges every day and you can do a cross section and look for anomalies and see if there's any problems to hopefully get in front of something like what happened to our lovely one of a hundred bridges we have in this town um so i thought that was really interesting and uh and definitely worth a read you had a bridge that fell in in pittsburgh oh yeah it was like uh, oh, five, a bus on it yeah with a bus on it thankfully it was like five in the morning and there was like almost nobody on it and, I don't, and I don't think anybody got terribly injured like there was i think there were like like the bus and maybe one or two other cars were on the bridge when it fell so yeah wow yeah. okay i'm glad everyone's okay yeah that i i mean it's crazy that something like that could happen and and me who's i don't know like 100 miles away doesn't even hear about it right it's like um, Did you hear about the bus in the sinkhole? No, there's another one. <laughs> yep, right down by the convention center. They just went. Okay, well here, here's a nice 3D printed uh, uh, bus from our friends at uh, uh, I don't know which school was a Fox Chapel or something. So imagine just they're they're there and there was a sinkhole and it just went boop like that into the ground and you just saw like this much of the bus. Is uh, sorry, audio <laughs> listeners, sticking out of the ground. So it's kind of our own. Like I think. I think somebody dressed up as the bus for Halloween. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was seeing it some sort of Christmas ornaments. Yeah, there's Christmas I mean, ornaments of it. Like this, it's our thing. It's bridges and busted uh, buses. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it, you know this is a level, by the way. <laughs> this is a 3D printed level of a Pat bus. So so you know if you're in a single. <laughs> so I love it. No longer the Pat <laughs> bus. It's the PRT. It's the P- oh right. It's a new name. I'm never going to remember that. It's always going to be the Pat to me. The T and the red line. Do you tape that level to the bus and then put a sign on top of it that says, <laughs> if this isn't level, then check to see it's if you're just like, uh-oh, level. uh-oh. This is the uh-oh button. Yes, exactly. Um, you never know anyways. We have so many damn hills. Uh, so, But no, we need this. Pittsburgh needs this. Please. Roll this out, guys. Roll this out. Uh, who who actually worked on this? I read this. In, I can't even get into it because it, it's a subscriber article. And I and I listen and I read these things in Apple do so. <laughs> um, I don't know. Hopefully that rolls out. Hopefully uh, uh, before it's too late uh, for some of these things. Man, I was passing a bridge, crossing into New Jersey, and it was it was it was. I don't think it was a terribly used one. It looked like it was a rail bridge, and it just looked like it was going to collapse on the turnpike. <laughs> it was very very scary. Um, but uh, anyways, well, thank you so much for joining us. It was so it was so awesome to have you back. This was so. By the way, so we're talking about my Patreon. Do you have a Patreon? Yes, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash awesomecast. Well, I mean, we're we talk about it at the beginning of every show. What are you talking about? So no, we got a few people on there. It's it's, it's great. That that's how I know to keep going with the show because somebody is giving us money to keep going. It must be worth something. So, <laughs> well, well, you did read off the list of people who support you, but yes, yes, yes I just feel yes. bad that we're talking about me the entire time. Oh, but... that's fine. That's why they're here to listen to you. Uh, so, and you're already in Patreon, so hopefully they give a couple bucks to you to grow that uh, that orchestra, right? <laughs> 
Yeah. And, and so, I mean, listen, I mean, it's been, it's been years, but let's not do, let's not wait years to do this again. This, you know, this was fun. Absolutely. Anything you want to talk about, let us know. We'll get you back on the show. Uh, and we'll try to, I'm, I'm terrible about booking. I'm lazy on booking, to be honest. So I'm very distracted. And uh, until I see somebody come up and was like, yes, you should be on the show. Let's do this. You know, so um, I really need, I really need a producer. That's, that's the answer. At, at some point, we'll get the Patreon up that I can afford a producer on this show. But anyways, uh, again, that's patreon.com slash Walt and, uh, geez, and, and you're all over the social medias. Definitely check out that Instagram to, to see some, some, get the visual updates on what's going on over there. Right. Yeah. And my Instagram is, is, is my full name, mm-hmm. Walt Ribeiro. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, there's more stuff there. There's also behind the scenes stuff on Patreon, which I'm going I'm to be posting a lot of this week coming up. And so then we're going to start recording in this living room. A circus that I got that I got going probably in the next uh, I'd say maybe like ten days or so. Nice, 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 nice. I like it. Oh, and I got, I got a few ideas for you for after the show here if you want. Uh, so <laughs> I hope it's helpful. Uh, and of course, John Chachilla at Chilla on the Twitters. John Chachilla on the Facebooks. I'm not worried about not worried about your internet issues. That seems to be going around. Uh, so you know, my power was out this weekend this this morning. Oh, was it? I, I slept through it. Uh, yeah, you like know. in the middle of the night this morning? Or yeah, like... like one of those you walk in the kitchen and your stove is blinking. And you're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. <laughs> so, you know, when there was like no rain. Um, but that's that's the beach for your life right there. I chill on the Twitters. And, uh, of course, uh, and you are back next week, sir? I am back next week. <laughs> oh, uh, um. Uh, I didn't mention why Katie's not here. Katie is actually at the Hockey Fights Cancer Night at the hockey game. Uh, She actually, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. She sent me a really cool uh, picture because you know she has the, we talked about on the, she has the uh, Prospect Pro Wrestling uh, Kicking Cancer's Ass Championship. And uh, she uh, shared with me uh, at the game, uh, of course, she's sporting her her sweet pink uh, uh, jersey. And uh, apparently they have the WWE title belt that they were given when uh, I think it was the last time that the Penguins won the Stanley Cup, and because WWE is really good about, um, you know, they love to give the championship belts to, to uh, uh, sports teams like that. And you see the side plates if you're with us on video. 2017 Stanley Cup champions with the WWE championship belt, just like Roman Reigns wears. So uh, she's having fun tonight, and she should be back with us next week. So she's having fun at work. I don't know if she's officially working tonight since she's kind of a guest thing. I don't know how that works, but anyways. Uh, thank you, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. You have been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at Sorgatron.